Hello, welcome to Esquire Radio. Today was a historic day in the United States Supreme Court. The High Court today uh, took a look at the legality of uh, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, uh, otherwise known as DACA. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know what DACA is, uh, it, it is a, 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 an immigration policy that allows individuals with unlawful presence in the United States after being brought to the country as children to receive a renewable two-year period of deferred action from deportation and become eligible for work permit in the United States. President Barack Obama authorized through executive action in 2012 to protect law-abiding immigrants uh, brought to the United States as children. However, the program has had its many critics, including uh, conservatives and the current administration, the Trump administration, uh, and and the former uh, Attorney General and current Attorney General, uh, both uh, uh, Attorney General Sessions and Attorney General Barr, as well as uh, uh, Homeland Security, uh, former Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nelson all have uh, agreed with the president that the program is unlawful and therefore the president has uh, has issued an executive order to get rid of DACA. Now, the requirements, there are requirements for DACA recipients. First, uh, they must have clean record, which is a prerequisite. The program is open to those who were brought to the United States before they were 16 years old and have lived in the country at least five years and have paid for and received a background check. The program does not provide a pathway to citizenship, but it does allow recipients to work legally and to renew their two-year reprieves from deportation. A recent government study found that more than 90% of DACA recipients who now are in their 20s and 30s are employed and about half are students. Uh, There are also some that are serving in the military. Now, the Trump administration has defended ending the DACA program, and uh, it's been long. It's long been an issue for uh, Republicans and conservatives. So uh, today, the Solicitor General Noel Francisco Noel Francisco said the administration thinks the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program is unlawful. Unlawful. 
And he argued in the alternative that even it is found to be lawful, the Department of Homeland Security has the right to terminate DACA and its decision to do so is not reviewable by the courts. Meaning it's, he, he's basically saying it would be strictly a law enforcement and homeland security decision and such uh, generally such decisions by the executive branch are not reviewable by the court. And uh, DACA, they, they, they further state that the DACA was a temporary stopgap measure that on its face could be rescinded at any time by a subsequent administration such as the Trump, the current Trump administration, because it was done by executive order and not by a congressional legislation statute. And the department's reasoning concerns about its legality and its general opposition to broad non-enforcement policies provide more than a reasonable basis for ending it. This is the crust of the administration's uh, position on DACA. Now, it appeared that the five justices on the Supreme Court were quite receptive to the Trump administration's arguments and its willingness or its desire to terminate DACA. The course for liberal justices, uh, however, uh, however uh, noble their positions were, seemed outnumbered at least by the tone and the tenure, the tenor of the uh, arguments and the position taken by the five conservative judges, uh, the liberals would need to swing one of those conservative judges to their side in order to save DACA. Now, they, the, the justices basically focused on the fact that, the, the liberal justices focused on uh, the fact that uh, they argued, or their position is that the administration the Trump administration had not met requirements for ending a program with such dire consequences for the immigrants and the overall economy. Here we're looking at, we're talking about nearly 700,000 individuals who would then be faced with possible deportations. Justice Stephen Breyer one of the liberal justices pointed out that many groups, many groups are with are on the side of the DACA recipients who have a stake in the program. Those groups filed briefs in the case asking the court to allow DACA to remain the law. There, uh, Justice Breyer pointed out that there are sixty-six healthcare organizations, three labor unions, 210 educational associations, six military organizations, three home builders, 
five states plus uh, plus those involved, 108 municipalities and cities, 129 religious organizations, and 145 businesses, all in favor of DACA remaining as is and opposing the administration's push to uh, cancel DACA. Now, arguing on behalf of the DACA recipients were lawyer Ted Olson, one a conservative uh, lawyer and uh, a veteran of the Supreme Court, and which was surprising, but Ted Olson is, uh, is a pragmatic attorney, and along with uh, Mr. Olson was the California Solicitor General, Michael J. Mongan. And the two men argued as admirably and as passionately as they could to do their best. But in this particular line of of uh, uh, this hearing and the questioning, uh, you could very you could see that the conservative justices were not very moved by the liberal arguments and the arguments in favor of the DACA recipients remaining um, in the current uh, status. In fact, Justice uh, Neil Gorsuch and Samuel Alito uh, wondered if the courts had a role in reviewing such uh, these type of judgments of the Attorney General and Homeland Security Secretary, pointing out, Judge Alito, that whenever a law enforcement agency has guidelines for the exercise of prosecutorial discretion, and it then tightens those guidelines so that cases that previously would not have been prosecuted may now be prosecuted. That, Judge Alito indicated, is not up for judicial review. In response, Attorney Olson, uh, who was a former Solicitor General under uh, President George W. Bush, argued on behalf of a coalition of businesses, civil rights groups, universities, and individuals, said DACA was different from most programs because the government invited them into the program, pointing out that the fact that the DACA recipients have identified themselves and made their deportation easier if that should come. Interesting. And there's also indications, I believe, uh, Justice Sotomayor pointed out that uh, the President of the United States has ba- had basically throughout uh, uh, various statements had indicated that he was not uh, uh, he was not going to deport the DACA recipients and that he was uh, he was in, in, uh, interested in protecting them and so this is where the uh, I believe the rubber meets the road um 
it is it is uh, it is a monumental case, and it could go either way. Even though, as it appears, the five conservative justices seem to be leaning towards invalidating DACA as of today. If you could uh, uh, discern anything or any. Uh, position coming from the line of questioning. Um, that's what you could bet on. That this decision could go in favor of the administration and to the detriment of the DACA recipients and their allies. However, let's not forget that although Justice Roberts. Is a conservative justice. He has, on occasion, reached for ways in which to、uh, break from the、uh, the conservative justices uh, uh, and to find ways to allow for programs and legislation to remain valid, generally when it is、uh, seems to be the best in, within the best interest of the nation. And, for example,、uh, is it is Judge Roberts that basically is credited for saving Obamacare, and as well as uh, uh, the Defense of Marriage Act. So、uh, there are so many instances in which you can try to read the tea leaves when it comes to the Supreme Court,、uh, but. Most people, most observants of the court, are not willing to just automatically, automatically uh, uh, side or reading the tea leaves, roll with、uh, the the prevailing view after today's hearing that、uh, DACA may be on its way out. Again, I think we should really pay attention to. Justice、uh, Chief Justice Roberts, who has shown、uh, an air of independence about himself, and particularly in such crucial cases, and I, for one, would be、uh, wouldn't be surprised if Justice Roberts did, in fact,、uh, stake the ground that.、Uh, Ended up somehow、uh, saving a DACA. It's worth a watch, but the consequences are huge. Nearly one million people. Some of them are adults now with their own family. However, they were brought to the country as children. Conservatives say, "Well, argue well. So what? It was still an illegal entry, and therefore you would be rewarding illegal behavior, even if they were brought by parents." This is the general argument from the conservative side,、uh, indicating that others would follow suit, and more children, basically pointing out that this is the reason why we we continue to have. 
influx of, of migrants coming and bringing children with them to the border because they also believe once they make it to the United States, they too will be uh, treated like the DACA recipients and be allowed to remain, go to school, work, and uh, so forth without the fear or the threat of deportation, which uh, is the prevailing conservative view. However, the liberal side of the coin points out that these individuals have uh, basically done all the that is required and requested of them and have, you know, uh, done background checks, they pay taxes, they check in every two years. They're basically in the open. So they are not to be treated as illegal or undocumented immigrants. They are documented and they are playing by the rules set out and outlined under the uh, deferred action for childhood arrivals uh, uh, executive order and therefore they are not lawbreakers in fact they are uh, ordinary citizens who should be allowed to remain in the country as they contribute to the overall uh, health and well-being of the American uh, economy and society. Now, we don't know how this is going to come out. You know, we don't know how this is going to turn out. If, if the administration's uh, uh, the administration prevails and the court rules with the Trump administration, how does this work? The president had indicated that if he does prevail in court and he's allowed to invalidate uh, DACA, then that would indeed force Democrats to somehow come to the table in order to work together to, uh, to draft legislation that in turn would protect those DACA recipients. He has made, uh, he's indicated that he's interested in helping those DACA recipients to remain. However, he would like to negotiate at the table in order to, I believe, uh, get something for allowing that to happen at the legislative, uh, in, the, in the legislative format. That seems to the president's uh, agenda is to get something for allowing the dreamers, uh, which the DACA recipients are known as, uh, to remain. He would like himself and the Republicans to be able to make a deal and uh, somehow uh, receive something in exchange uh, for those DACA uh, recipients remaining in the lawful capacity here in the United States of America. We don't know exactly what the president is going to ask for or what he's attempting to uh, bargain from the Democrats, but it seems like his end goal is to basically um, 
get something in return. Otherwise, where what does victory look like? If all these individuals are deported, what does victory look like, and who wins? And how will deportation be effectuated? What happens with these young、uh, children and or even some young adults now be rounded up and、uh, sent to countries、uh, which most of them no longer have any association or affiliation with, since they call themselves Americans now, and by all all intents and purposes. Most of them are, as they attend school, they work here, and some even serve in the military. So we don't know what a victory would look like, and what the process would be, if in fact all these DACA recipients faced the deportation or the threat of deportation. It it remains to be seen, and.、Uh, um, We just,、uh, no one can predict. I, for one, believe it would be the best interest of the country, for both sides, Democrats and the administration, to sit down.、Uh, it would have been better to have to not have this even go to the court. And、uh, I believe if. The two sides could have sat down, which they still may, and iron out some kind of solution.、Uh, perhaps you know, I'm sure the president knows exactly what he wants as a bargaining、uh, chip to allow this to happen, which he has indicated he does want to happen, is to、uh, negotiate a way for the dreamers to be able to remain. Um, I think they could have come up with something that would have been beneficial for everybody involved, and、uh, hopefully that would happen. For in my view, it seems、uh, counterproductive to remove so many people who have、uh, jobs and who are in schools, and it wouldn't benefit this country greatly to remove them. And at the same time, I believe it would be、um, somewhat cruel to uproot these、uh, these individuals and families and、uh, ship them off to、uh, countries and nations that they may not even recognize, and,、uh, and therefore would not be a home to them. But Uh, both sides, in my view, have arguments that、uh, can be respected. Can be respected. I don't believe anyone、uh, supports anything that's backs of law breaking, but I don't believe that anyone is so cruel that they would. Uh, uh, Engage in any type of policy that would bring harm to people who are forcibly、uh, evicted from the only home that they have known. It is a tough. It is a tough uh, uh, situation. It is not easy. 
And uh, anyone that thinks it is, is not really carefully looking at the situation and the policies that surround these uh, uh, dreamers who, again, are children who were brought here by parents and who are now, for uh, all intents and purposes, Americans, except in documentation only. So we will have to wait and wait and wait for the United States Supreme Court to issue its final ruling on the DACA recipients uh, situation, which currently is in limbo. However, I doubt that the decision will be the final uh, say on the matter. It is, uh, it is uh, to me, appears to be a vehicle to force uh, the executive and the legislative branch Congress to come to the table to uh, formulate some form of legislation that will be able to resolve the issue once and for all. Uh, in my view, it may require a comprehensive immigration reform, which the DACA recipients or DREAMers would be a part of that overall uh, reform effort. So I think uh, everybody hopes for the best. And hopefully the Supreme Court will come down in a way where it is not too harsh on uh, the, the, the DACA recipients. But if it is, that's what we have legislators for. And uh, perhaps it's time for the United States Congress to step up to the plate and to do its job by legislating. Uh, immigration reform has been a hot potato uh, the last 30, 40 years. Uh, presidents and uh, uh, legislators have come and gone as uh, they've made promises and yet there's been no action to uh, to come up with a viable uh, immigration reform that will take these issues off the table once and for all so we can continue to grow and to work together as Americans, regardless of where you come from. I am uh, a recipient. I, I'm, I call myself a dream child myself, even though it wasn't called DACA in 1986 uh, as an African immigrant who was brought here as a child. Uh, I was here legally as a, with a green card. However, but for the actions in the 1986 uh, immigration, uh, which is basically the Amnesty Act of 1986, which was signed by Ronald Reagan, um, I would not have been allowed to remain in this country legally and, and to become a citizen and to have been fortunate enough to have gone to law school to become a lawyer and to contribute to my community and to have a wife and four beautiful children. And so I know what it means to have come from a place where you came 
or you were brought here to with the hopes of realizing your dreams and to be able to take care of your own. I never ever thought my family or I were breaking the law, but that was never the purpose or the thought. It was always to come to this great shining city on the hill, the great beacon, the great nation, and to become a part and do our part to contribute to America and to do our best to take care of our family and to help those in need back in our in our countries where we came from this is the great experiment that is America there's a nation of immigrants we can all debate and argue on how we should be allowed to come here and uh and respect the laws of the country no one disagrees with that but there comes a time when we must recognize that even those who came illegally may have a story and the reason why we should allow for legal status and for them to remain as we wait for the supreme court decision i hope we can all respect each other and understand the reasons why we are here and we can respect what we can do together and to work together as one nation under god thank you